we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey, welcome to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm Terry Lynn Scott. This is episode number six, Developing People. I really appreciate you joining me today. If you'll before I get into the content, if you'll do a couple things. First of all, if you're listening to this for the first time, if you'd hit subscribe button, I really appreciate that on any platform that you're on. Uh, if you're on my Facebook page or the YouTube page, uh, just hit the like button or hit the subscribe button. I really appreciate that. If you go ahead and do a, a thing on your uh, podcast channels, give me five stars, four stars. I really appreciate the five, if you would. Uh, do that. I really appreciate that. Leave me a comment uh, how this has helped you, if the content's good, if it's adding value to your life. And then the last thing, if you would do me a favor and just share this with some of your friends, I greatly appreciate it if it could add value to them as well. You know, I really appreciate what uh, all of my listeners have done, and I appreciate you engaging with me and taking time to listen to some things that I may have to say. And as I said before, in the title of this, it's the Anointed Leadership Podcast. And uh, the anointing is the God's supernatural ability that comes upon our ability, enabling us to do something that we cannot do in our own abilities. So we might be good at something, but we need to become great. And that's where we need the anointing of God in our lives. And so if you're a pastor, if you're a business leader, uh, if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, a manager, a team leader, uh, if you're a department head in a church, whatever form of leadership that you're in, I believe this uh, content is specifically for you. And again, thank you for taking time uh, and joining me as we go through some content to sharpen our skills as leaders. As I said, today's content and talk is about developing people. You think about how to develop people, why you should develop people, or the purpose of developing people. And I think, honestly, as leaders, uh, when we think about leadership, the, the definition that most of us come across is leadership is influence. Uh, leadership is training, it's positions, it's power, it's responsibility, it's the buck stops here, right? And I think if you look at any of those definitions, it really is all about people, leading people. Now there's a boss mentality that drives people, and then there's leaders that lead people. There are many pastors that are bosses, there's business owners that are bosses, there's uh, managers that are bosses, and then there are those pastors, business owners, managers that they are leaders, that people want to follow because they influence people in such a way to be better versions of themselves every single day. I really believe that leadership and influence should be a place where we influence people to be better versions of themselves. And it requires effort, it requires energy, it requires time on the leader's part to really develop people. I, I believe this, that excellent leadership as well as seasoned managers, they share a common belief. And that belief is in the human potential, that we see potential in all people. I'm interested in what the Bible says. The Bible says in Timothy, it says, if a man desires the office of an overseer or a bishop, which that word overseer or bishop 
is translated leader. If you desire that as a leader. So the Bible teaches us not people are just not born leaders, but you can desire leadership, which means there's great potential in every human because mankind was created from the father in heaven. And he put potential on the inside of each and every one of us. Tony Evans said this greatness is on the inside of every person. Greatness is on the inside of every person. That does not mean some people are great and others are not. Those that have become great and those that haven't, that there's something different. No, no. God created all people with greatness on the inside of them. And excellent leaders and seasoned managers, excellent managers, excellent leaders, have one common belief, and that is in human potential. I personally believe in every person that I come in contact with that they have the potential to be great in their own abilities or in their own right. Whatever position they're in, whatever job they're doing, whatever leadership uh, position they're in. The Bible says this, that you know, with everything that you do, do it as unto the Lord. And when we bring glory to Him, when we exalt Him in everything we do, He will exalt us. So if He's going to exalt us, means He's going to bring us to a level of greatness or great success if we'll do that for him and i believe when the anointing gets upon us that we're able to find a potential and pull it out of ourselves as well as pull it out of other people great leaders and great managers have a common belief and that's in human potential and I'm, I'm believing in that today that if you're listening today and you're wanting to be sharpen your leadership skills you want to be a better leader or you're looking to become a leader you have the potential to be better than you are today we all do you have the potential with the anointing of God on your life to be better but also is to help somebody else become better remember leadership is simply influence and I think this, that great leaders and great managers believe in their people. And here's what happens. When I believe in you, I'll set a higher bar for you than what you'll do for yourself. When, when leaders, they, they set higher bars, they set higher standards for other people because of the potential, not because of what they're doing right now, not because of who they are, but where they want to go. And until somebody will set a higher bar for me, I'll never reach it. Most individuals, most of us would not set the high bars that have been set before us to reach where we are or attain the level of leadership, level of maturity, level of seasoning in our own life unless it was for somebody else. What we know is that the higher the expectation, it leads to higher performance. This is what great leaders do. And if you're listening to this and you're a great leader it's, and you're wanting to develop people, you have to realize our job is to set a higher standard, a higher bar, to uh, have higher expectations established for those following us because we know that their potential is greater than what they're producing right now. But as we talk about developing, as we talk about developing people and we ask, why should we develop people? What, what, does, what does that benefit me? What if they leave me and different things like that? I want to talk to you about that for just a moment. But here's the thing. Developing people doesn't eliminate my own personal development. So before I get into talking about developing people, as every good leader, we must be interested in developing ourselves as well as developing other people. I heard Miles Monroe say this one time years ago. Uh, he talked about leadership, and he talked about the leadership of two natures. One, the nature is I have to have my thumb pressed upon the people under me to keep them under me. And if I do that, then what happens is I'm preventing from them from becoming who God's created them to be, but I'm also limiting my own ability to grow because I'm, I'm putting more energy in keeping people where they are 
than I am interested in where God wants to take me. And as a leader, I've got to release the pressure of keeping people where they are or interested in just their growth. I got to get to the place where I invest and I'm interested in my own personal development as I grow. As a leader, my goal is to develop people to become better than I am. But also as a leader, I'm also interested in becoming a better version of myself every single day. And as the leader gets better, this is what Craig Groeschel says, as the leader gets better, so does everybody else. When the leader gets better, then everybody else will get better. And we can't get better if we're interested on where other people are and keeping them there. We must be interested in developing the people under us to become better, which enables us to become better, right? This is some of those things I want to talk to you about. But here's the thing. Why should I invest in developing people when they might leave, right? This is a question I think a lot of leaders, I think pastors especially, we, we have this concept that if I put so much into them and they leave me, then what benefit is it for me? Why would I invest into somebody to develop their leadership skills, to pull out their potential, and and then them just go leave and start their own church or go work for another ministry or move to another state and benefit another church or maybe a business owner that why would you send them to uh, leadership uh, seminars? Why would you you invest into your managers and your supervisors when you know they're just wanting to go take another job? They told you they're not lifelong uh, employees or managers or leaders. Why would I do that? And here's the reason why I really believe that when somebody comes into your business or they come into your church and their mindset is they're only going to be here for three years and then they're moving on to something better. When you as the leader begin to invest into those people, when you begin to see the potential in someone greater than what they're, they're portraying or even greater than they see in themselves. And when you start to invest into them, this is what happens is people will begin to feel a part of a community and that, and when they are growing and developing new opportunities in their life and, and that they are contributing something greater than themselves, then they're going to be happy to stay. But if they don't see the big picture because you chose not to develop them, you chose not to invest into them, you chose not to to take time to, to help them fulfill their greatest potential that God's put on the inside of them, they don't feel like they're part of a community. They don't even feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. But when you invest, leader, when you, you're you're listening to me because you want to know about developing people, and I'm talking to you, you're in the right podcast today. I'm talking to you. Engage with me just a moment. I'm telling you, when you invest, now you change their thought process and they feel a part of a community. They feel a part of a bigger uh, 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 opportunity greater than themselves. And when they do, they will, I guarantee you, they'll begin to change and they'll support you and they'll come alongside of you. Uh, and they will also, you know, all of those aspects are, are completely within your control. These people will sit there and they'll go wrap around you and they'll embrace the process. They'll embrace the mission. Uh, and, and here's the thing. They'll do that if you'll invest. Understand this, their longevity is in your control most of the time because of how you develop, how you invest, how you uh, go after people. Can I answer the question of why should I develop? Why should I take time to develop somebody that if they might, they just might leave me? Why would I do that? Can I get, break it down in a few things? First one is watch, um, you're giving them a sense of ownership. 
When you're willing to invest into somebody and you're giving them some authority, you're delegating authority to them, you're pulling some things out of them, you're pulling leadership out of them, when they feel part of a good community, man, you're giving them ownership. They believe it's theirs now. It's not mine. See, there's a lot of people in the church, a lot of new people at my church today, they call it my church. But the seasoned people at my church know it's our church. And that new person that I'm beginning to invest in and beginning to develop and I'm beginning to bring them alongside of us, I'm hearing some of their conversation. It's not just your church, Pastor. It's my church. Why? Because it's called a sense of ownership. That's the first thing that you, why you should develop people. The second thing is you're creating your succession plan. What happens if the leader, when you retire, let's just say you retire, you move on and you didn't develop somebody, you have no succession plan. The, everything changes when there is no development. And, and even if they did leave, you still are putting things into them. The, 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 the third thought is, is you're stretching yourself when you stretch somebody else. See, developing somebody and helping pull the potential out of other people isn't just for them. It's stretching you. You're uncomfortable. You don't know how to do it. Come on, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I have a hard time sometimes stretching somebody else when I'm really not sure. What is it going to look like when I, I've never done this before? But when you start stretching people, you start stretching yourself. It forces you as the leader to get better. It forces you to, get, to, to, to do some research, create more resources for your life, push you to, to begin to be visionary uh, thinking and leading, looking for out there in the front, planning uh, uh, a greater level of strategy than it is just getting up every day and you're just interested in yourself. People are following you when you start developing them and it stretches you. It also improves your overall organization. Whether it's a church, a business, a company, it improves by your hand, your thumbprint, your handprint upon people by developing people and overall organization. Attitudes change, the atmosphere change. We get rid of tension and we bring in excitement because people have ownership, because people feel like they have a purpose here, that this is bigger, this is bigger than themselves. This is a community of people that believe in me, that trust me, that want me to be around. I'm not just a bottom line guy. I'm actually part of something. I'm, I'm contributing to something greater than myself. And the, and the last thing I think about why you should is because when you start investing in people, when you start uh, developing people, when you start taking interest in their, interest in their potential, here's what happened. You attract more people. It grows your organization. It grows your church. It'll grow your, your clients, uh, your, your customers coming into your business, whatever that is. It grows because your people feel like this is a great place to be. It grows. It attracts more people to your business. That's why you should do it. I believe, honestly, why you should, it's, it's the ownership. It's the succession plan. It's the stretching. It's the improvement over overall, and it's the growth. It's the new, th new people coming. It's the new customers and the new clients and, and things like that. That's why we develop people. We must be leaders. It's not just a boss. It's not just a business owner. It's not just a leader with position and power and title. But it's leaders that are taking an interest, an invested interest. The excellent leaders are the ones that are invested and with great interest in the human potential within that person. Many people never reach their potential for two reasons. This is my opinion. You take it how you want. But number one is in their own mind, they never feel like 
they will ever amount to anything great. They don't feel like they can. They don't think they have the power, the potential. They don't have the understanding. They don't have any of the attributes it takes to be great. Their own mind, in their own mind, they're hearing themselves. They think that way because maybe they failed and they knew they failed and they've kicked themselves. The second thing is, is because there's nobody taking interest to invest into them to develop them to become that great individual. Every great person, that has ever had great success in their life, never did it on their own. Every one of us have had other people that would invest in us, pull things out of us, confront things in our life, challenge us in certain areas. Last podcast, I think episode five, was whatever you're unwilling to confront, you're unwilling to change. Somebody had to confront you as a leader. Somebody had to confront certain things. You had to give people permission to confront things in your life to help you become who you are today. See, we got to have people in our lives. We have to, to help us become who we're supposed to be and pull out the potential in our life. And so let's not be that leader that doesn't help people, that doesn't see the human potential, don't see what God sees in that person. Let's be the leaders that are willing to take time to invest and to pull out potential into the people around us to see them get better. And when they get better and we get better, everything gets better. And that's the goal, right? Hey, this is, this is what we're talking about, developing people. Let me give you four things today of how should you go about developing people? What, what are four key principles that Terry does? This is what Terry thinks about in his mind and how we deal with, with development of people. Number one is you got to demonstrate interest in them, not just their work. You got to be relational. You got to be personal. You got to you got to know them. You got to know them by name. You got to know what they like. You know, got to know what they dislike. You got to know their kid's name. You got to demonstrate interest in them, not just what they can do for you. See, so many times leaders are only interested, business owners, entrepreneurs, pastors, bosses, they're only interested in what people can do for me rather than what what's going on in their life. We're more interested. We don't care about family time. We don't care about family. We don't care about their, their likes, their desires, their wants. That's why we set very strenuous uh, parameters on time off and PTO and things like that, because we need you at work to make the money. If we don't make the money, then we don't pay the bills. And if I don't pay the bills and I don't make the money, then I don't prosper as the owner. All that's good stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, but this is how you develop people. This is how you help people from leaving you and staying with you as you do demonstrate interest in them. It's called relational leadership. It's the, it's the quickest and the fastest form of development is you becoming relational. People get to know you, you get to know them. We have to come off of our high perch, right? As leaders and get down and really care about people and their lives and not just the bottom line. Can I tell you this? When you demonstrate interest in people, Here's what it looks like when you don't and when you do. Number one, when people know you care about them, when, you, when, you know, when they know they care about them, they'll give you their life. But when people know you only care about the bottom line, they're going to give you their time. They're going to be a clock in, clock out. See, I don't want people just to, to give me their time. I want them to give me their life. I want people to, to, I want them to not just buy into the mission, 
but give everything to the mission. Why? Because I care about them. I care about their progression. I care about their success. I care about their children. I care about their kids. I care about their family. I care about their time. I care so much about the people around me that I don't mind the time, the clock. I, I'm more interested in them and their development. You know, uh, the, the two that are around me, Felix and Stacy, they're part of my team and part of my staff, and they have kids, three teenagers. Come on. That's tough, right? But with those three teenagers, they got games and they've got practices and they want to be involved in their kids' life. You know what I do? I care about them. I, I, I just ask them to give me the time, but you do it whenever you want to. I trust you because I care about them. I don't care about the bottom line. I want the stuff done, but I want to invest. I want to develop them to become the best individuals and leaders that God wants in them and the potential in them. But if I don't care about them, they're not going to give me their life. They're just going to give me eight hours. I'm not interested in the eight hours. I'm interested in developing people and pulling potential out of them. Here's the number one way. First way of doing it is demonstrate your interest in them and not just their work. Demonstrate. It means you got to go out of the way. You got to come off your perch and you got to do some things. The second thing is watch, you got to add value to them and not take advantage of them. You know, I don't know about you, but I've had some abusive relationships with people that wanted to use me. That when I'd see their phone number on my phone or the text message, I didn't want to answer it because I knew they didn't want to talk to me. They didn't want to have coffee with me. They needed me to do something for them. Just do something for them to benefit their life. That's an abusive relationship. And that's not adding value. That's taking advantage. You and I got to learn to add value to people, not take advantage of them. The people under us, those that work for us, we got to add value to them. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in 20 minutes and you're listening to it and it's adding value to you. The reason why you're listening to it is because it's adding value because you're hearing some content that means something to you that's helping you. That's what add value means. It really means that lend a hand where you can and when you can. Lend a hand. Come, Don't just call somebody to do the job for you. Lend the hand when you can and where you can. Be an ear for them to speak to. Let them share some personal things and some hurts with you. This is adding value. Lead by example. Show them how to do it. Don't just tell them lead by example. Listen, be present while you're present. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, get off of the phone, stop texting when they're talking to you. Be present, add value to them. Make it seem like that you really want to be there. Come on, it, that's a tough thing for some busy people, but you got to add value. You got to demonstrate you really care about them. You got to add value to them. Number three, here's the third one, is you have to capitalize on their strengths. Watch this and strengthen their weaknesses. This is how you develop people. The first two doesn't seem like a whole lot, you know, about development because it's like, we're not sharpening skills. Yeah, you are. You'll sharpen their skills when they, when you earn their trust, earning their trust is interest in them, not just their work. And when you add value to them, you'll, they'll, you'll start to sharpen their skills because they'll want to give you their life. The third one is you got to capitalize on their strengths and sharpen their weaknesses. I see too many leaders fill a need with somebody that's willing rather than that somebody that's competent. Willingness is okay, but you don't just fill a need just because somebody wants to and they can't because now you have a greater problem and then you're going to have to deal with the problem, which is dealing with the person. And then the person is apt to leave you capitalize on strengths, put people where they go. This is how you develop them. Put people 
in their strengths. My strength is not technology. My strength is not behind a camera. It's in front of the camera. You don't want me behind the camera. I'll be in front of the camera. And I know that's my strength. If I'm behind the camera, I'm never going to get it done. It's not going to be right. It's not going to look right. It's not going to sound right. This podcast isn't because Terry's doing this. This is because Felix is doing this. Because that's his strength. It's not mine. Put people where their strength is. But watch this. I don't leave them behind the camera. I want to strengthen Felix. I just want... I, he's he's here with me today. But it's really... It's not about being behind it only. That's That's capitalizing. But there's things in him that I see that he needs to get maybe in the front of the camera. And we got to strengthen that. And it takes time to do that. So you got to capitalize on your strengths and you got to strengthen the weaknesses. I find this so many times in leaders that they'll belittle the weakness. They'll point out the faults. They'll point out the failures. They'll, 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 they'll badger people because they can't do certain things and they'll constantly bring it up. But the reality is I don't belittle people because of their weakness. I'm here to develop people. So I find out what they're great at and I put them there. But then inside of that, I'm going to stretch them to become better at some of their weaknesses. I want to take off the weaknesses while we constantly create the foundation in their strengths that they can continue to stand on until they develop into the greater potential that they can't even see about themselves. Look, we got to, the first one is we got to demonstrate interest in them. Second one, we got to add value to them. The third one, we capitalize on their strengths and strengthen their weaknesses. And the fourth one, watch this, stretch them in their personal leadership. That's what I said, leadership. Even if they don't think they're leaders, Stretch them in their personal leadership because leadership is simply influence. They have influence somewhere. You want to stretch people to become leaders in their leadership, in their sphere of influence. You could be a teenager and have great influence. And we as leaders have to stretch them to be, to be better leaders in their leadership position. Watch this. Things that, that um, we know they want, things that... Uh, we know that they can achieve, but they're so fearful to achieve that they're afraid to do it, that they don't want to do it. Push them. Just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break that name, acronym down here in just a minute, but you got to push people. Not off the ledge, but you got to push them to leadership. you got to push them to begin to see their own potential. you got to stretch them in their own personal leadership. In their development, discover things that, that are in them that they don't even see in themselves. That's part of that development. How do you see that? You, you demonstrate interest in them. You're completely interested in their life, the things that they like, the things that they don't like. You'll find their potential in what they love. You, you also got to add value to them. You got to be a listening ear to them. You got to lend a hand to them. You got to be a part of every area of their life. If you want to develop people and you want to have a sense of ownership and you want to have you know that succession plan, you want people to stay with you, you've got to demonstrate interest in them. You got to add value to them. You got to capitalize and strengthen certain areas of their life and you got to stretch them in their own leadership. I'll tell you this, in my church, as a, as the pastor of the first year of the church, we're at 24 key people in the ministry in one year during a pandemic, listen, many people weren't coming to church, but we stretched leaders and I've put 24 people in different positions, whether they're an ordained leader, minister, or they're a department head, it's new people too. We've created other podcasts, we've created other things, and in one, I've stretched people in their own leadership. Why? Because I want to push you into a level of your life to develop you into such a way that you never want to leave me. That's my goal as a leader. That's Terry Linscott's goal as a leader is that people want to give their life with me 
for the cause of Jesus Christ rather than just get what they can and move on to the next. Because there's nothing better than Abundant Life Church. There's nothing better than being under Terry Linscott. That's the that's Terry's mindset as a leader. I want to develop people that they want to be here. Why? Because I'm pushing them. Can I tell you what push means? Persist until something happens. You keep telling people they can. You keep telling people their potential. You keep declaring to people what you see in them, even when they don't see it with themselves. You push them. You persist until something happens. You're persistent about leadership. You're persistent about their potential. You keep pushing them in such a way. Can I recap with you just a moment? Why are you going to develop this, the people? You got to have uh, the sense of ownership, a succession plan. You got to stretch yourself as you're stretching others. You got to improve your overall organization, man. You got to attract people. It brings growth. How do you do that? You demonstrate interest in them and not just their work. You add value to them. You capitalize on strengths and you strengthen their weaknesses. And listen to this, you stretch them in their personal leadership. You show them that there's more to them. And then you push, you persist until something happens. Hey, that's my thought for you today. And I, I, I hope the contents help you today. This is the Anointed Leadership Podcast. And I am your host, Terry Linscott. Again, give me a review. Give me a comment about this. If this helps you, share it with somebody else. And until next time, I call you blessed. And may you go in the anointing of God. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.